SQPN presents The Secrets of the Lord of the Rings. The battle for Middle-earth is about to begin. Where do you travel to find Middle-earth? How can you fight the shadows of Angmar? created the dwarves. I thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. Why are elves immortal? You will linger on in darkness and in doubt. It's nightfall in winter that comes without a star. What is the ultimate evil of Sauron? Join me on a quest for answers through the books, the movies, and the games that tell us the legendary adventures of hobbits, dwarves, men, and elves in Tolkien's Middle-earth. Hey, and welcome to the first episode of this brand new podcast about the secrets of the Lord of the Rings. I'm your host, Father Roderick. This podcast is going to be all about the world of the Lord of the Rings, Middle-earth, the world created by Tolkien. Of course, we've all seen the movies. Some of us have also read the books. And many, many people are nowadays playing games in the world, in the universe that Tolkien created. And, of course, the newest game is The Shadows of Angmar, Lord of the Rings Online, that was launched today. And thousands and thousands of people on the whole world are entering Middle-earth, some for the first time. Some of them have already visited this uh, this world in other games, in, uh, in the books, uh, by seeing the movies. And uh, this podcast is all going to be about that particular world. I'm Father Roderick. I am a Catholic priest from the Netherlands. Not perhaps a host that you might expect for a podcast, but I have been podcasting for years now. I have created uh, podcasts like uh, The Catholic Insider. That was my first podcast. But I've also created a lot of podcasts about popular movies and books. I've, I've created the, the series about the secrets of Harry Potter, which is all about the Harry Potter universe and all the mythological themes that you can find in there. The secrets of Narnia, the secrets of Star Wars, and the secrets of the Caribbean about the Pirates of the Caribbean. And you can find all those podcasts at uh, the website of the StarQuest Production Network at www.sqpn.com. That is sqpn.com. And now, today, we are launching, in honor of the launch of this uh, worldwide multiplayer online role-playing game, uh, The Shadows of Angmar, we are launching this brand new podcast about the world of Tolkien. But what are we going to do in this podcast? We will be talking about the background and the origin of Tolkien's Middle-earth, about the mythology that he created, but also the deeper layers of the story. Where do these, these creatures come from? What do these events mean? What can we learn from the mythology that he created? But we'll also take a look at the latest news every episode. We will take a look at what's happening on the, uh, you know, in the world of books. Of course, there's this new uh, novel coming out, The Children of Hurin, or it's already out in some countries. Uh, but, of course, we will also closely watch all the news that we can find about the hopefully future uh, upcoming movie about The Hobbit and uh, you know everything that's going on in the world of Peter Jackson and all the other uh, possible uh, people that are going to produce or direct this uh, this this new movie or hopefully these new movies and uh, and of course uh, news about the the world of games and uh, there is a lot to tell you about uh, this new game uh, The Shadows of Angmar uh, I am a gamer myself 
And we will be uh, talking at length about everything that you can find in this game. Um, so this is going to be uh, a podcast that is for you if you are a fan of the world of Tolkien. Whether you are a gamer or a reader of the books or a fan of the movies, I think there is going to be enough content in this uh, in this podcast for uh, each and every one of you. And I hopefully uh, will manage to keep this podcast entertaining, but I need you to do that as well. I uh, really think that podcasts are an excellent medium for uh, interaction. This is not just me talking about uh, Middle Earth, but I would also love to have your input, your feedback, your tips about the games, your recommendations of books to read, or your knowledge also, because there is so much to talk about in this world that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien created, uh, that we will probably have enough material to go on with this podcast for years. But let's first start this first episode and get that one done, and then we will see uh, from there what we can do. Now, I might um, have to introduce myself a little bit more for those of you that are new to SQPN. Uh, so I'm Father Roderick. I started podcasting two years ago um, in the Vatican of all places. I started um, a documentary podcast called The Catholic Insider. It was one of the first podcasts that uh, did sound-seeing tours, which means that I was doing audio documentary audio doc- documentaries of places that I visited in the Vatican. And at the time, uh, the, the, the the last pope, John Paul II, fell ill and I uh, went to the hospital and was constantly doing reports. And then I was there when the new pope was elected, Benedict XVI. And, uh, and that started the... Um, the podcasting adventure for me. And then afterwards, I created the StarCrest Production Network, which is um, uh, a podcasting platform, but also in in general a media platform uh, where I produce with a lot of volunteers and other people and other podcasters. We produce programs that kind of build a bridge between the world of religion, the world of mythology, the world of, of the big questions in life, and the popular culture. And especially movies and books really help us build that bridge because there are a lot of uh, mythological and religious themes that are, uh, uh, you know, in these books and movies and that make us think. So uh, one of the first podcasts that I did in that area was The Secrets of Harry Potter, and that became a a very, very popular podcast. I think that right now there are about 40,000 people listening. And, And don't worry. These podcasts are not just for Catholics, you know. You don't have to be a hardcore Catholic or a Christian at all to enjoy these podcasts. What we try to do and what I try to do is always to make a podcast that is entertaining for everyone. And at the same time, you know, since I am a priest, uh, I also include, you know, things from my world in there and from the world of religion. But I will never try to convert anyone who is listening to these podcasts. I I, I think that you have to make up your own mind. Uh, I am just a big fan of of books like Harry Potter, uh, Narnia, Star Wars, uh, the movies, and and also uh, I have been a long time Lord of the Rings fans, a Lord of the Rings fan, and and that is what I want to convey uh, first and foremost. So uh, to tell you a little bit about my history with the Lord of the Rings and with Tolkien, I read the first Tolkien book when I was twelve. I read The Hobbit, and from uh, that moment on, I was completely hooked. Later on, I read The Lord of the Rings trilogy. I've been rereading those books over and over again. And then, of course, the movies came, 
And uh, I had a friend who is also a priest here in the Netherlands. Since I'm, uh, I forgot to tell you, I'm a priest in the Netherlands, so that is why uh, sometimes you, you might hear a bit of a strange accent, or I might might, might make some errors in uh, vocabulary or grammar. Uh, I'm not a native speaker. I, I'm doing my best to be intelligible for English-speaking people, but uh, uh, but bear with me if I make some errors. Uh, so I have a colleague here in the in the Netherlands who is also a priest in a parish. And he is a huge Tolkien fan and very, very knowledgeable, much more knowledgeable than I am. And uh, we have a group of priests and we always go on vacation uh, during summertime together. And we would have these endless conversations about Middle-earth, about mythology, about the Cimmerillion. And this guy knows everything from the world of Tolkien. And I loved hearing that because I I only knew The Hobbit and I only knew The Lord of the Rings and and the movies. Uh, But he also could tell me about this whole underlying mythology that Tolkien created over the years and that adds a lot of depth to the events that you can see in The Hobbit and in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I was uh, amazed to hear that there was so much backstory that Tolkien created. And that is one of the major reasons that I started this podcast. I'd love to talk with you about this background story because I think it will enhance your enjoyment of the books, of the movies, and also of the game. Uh, and and I'm, when I say the game, I'm talking about Lord of the Rings Online because that, that is, I think, the best game ever made on uh, the basis of uh, what Tolkien wrote. And I think that if you know a little bit more about the mythology that is behind all that, and if you understand what's going on you know, in the, in the background uh, while you're having all these adventures in this Middle Earth, in this online Middle Earth, uh, I think you will enjoy your game uh, much more. And, and you might even learn some tips and tricks uh, in order to play the game even better. At least that's uh, what I'm... Uh, Uh, set out to do, uh, and hopefully we will succeed. And and that is also why I value very much your feedback. I'd love to hear what you think about this podcast. And if you have uh, questions or things that you would like me to do in this podcast, or you would like things to be explained, I don't say that I have all the answers because I'm, you know, as I said before, I'm not an expert in the world of Tolkien. I'm just very, very interested. Uh, But usually with my podcast, when people ask questions, that gives me a reason to... um, to start exploring and start learning and and convey that to you in, in a podcast. So it also helps me to explore this world of Tolkien. Well, that's enough banter at the start of this podcast before you're totally bored. Let's go over and take a look at what's happening in the news as far as the world of Middle-earth is concerned. Get down. Confound it all, Samwise Gamgee! Have you been eavesdropping? I haven't dropped no eaves, sir, honest. I raise voices. What did you hear? Speak! Nothing important. That is, I heard a good deal about a ring and a dark lord and something about the end of the world. (laughs) Well, we've been eavesdropping a bit on the internet, uh, just like um, uh, Sam did, and... uh, There is, of course, there are two major news stories that are very important for fans of Tolkien. And that is, of course, the the launch day today, the official launch day of the Lord of the Rings online game. Uh, It's a worldwide release. This game has been played by many people uh, for a long time. Uh, They first um, uh, launched a beta version and you could try to get uh, beta access to the game and they were still improving it. 
Then 10 days before today, they launched like a preview uh, release or an early release. Uh, and you could, in uh, in Europe and, and the United States, you could buy a disc uh, for almost nothing. I, I think I paid like three bucks for it. And you could get you could get early access to um, to Middle Earth, and um, and that you know was of course meant to gather a large audience that would be already playing the game and would be populating these this online world for in preparation for the big uh, launch day that is today. And from what I've read on the internet, the game has been a major success everywhere. There is a huge, huge interest. The game also gets a lot of good reviews. The only negative things that I hear is that it looks a lot like uh, World of Warcraft in terms of gameplay, in terms of uh, the, the, the way that the game is structured. Now, I must admit that I am not a World of Warcraft player. I have never in my life played a multiplayer online role-playing game. Uh, so I'm completely new to this universe. For, so for me, it's all fresh. And one of the big advantages, I think, of this Lord of the Rings games is that it's playing in a, in a world that I already know and that I already love because I've been reading the books and I've been watching and enjoying the movies. So for me, there's much more an incentive of playing this game than to play World of Warcraft or, or what, you know, Guild Wars or there are so many of these online games. This is a universe that I love and that I was really longing for to, to walk around in. I mean... Isn't that the ultimate dream? If you if you read these books and you see these movies, that one day you could you can you could be a hobbit too, and you could be an elf too. Who hasn't dreamt about that? And you know, dreamt about being able to enter this this world of of Middle Earth that that Tolkien created. Well, this this game actually allows you to do that. So for me, that's a big incentive. And I I don't care if it looks a lot like World of Warcraft. In in a way, I think it's even a compliment because World of Warcraft is such a popular game, and it's it it has proven itself over the years. So I think that, you know, you might better steal something and do it really well and create your own thing than to to uh, to create something from the scratch and and have it being uh, half as good as uh, as what's already on the market. So uh, I, I believe that it was on purpose that they looked very well at what are the current role playing games doing on the Internet. Can we copy? Can we take the elements that work? and that really work with the gamers and make it better and apply it to this world of, of uh, Middle-earth. And, uh, well, for me, I think it's been a big success. So we'll see over time what this, uh, what this will do and uh, if indeed this will uh, take its place uh, along the sides of, of, of games like uh, World of Warcraft. But I think it already did in a way. That it's, it's been a huge success worldwide again. And even though perhaps the hardcore world of Warcraft players uh, might be dissatisfied and, and might stick to their own little role-playing world. Um, I think there's still a lot of Tolkien fans out there and a lot of new gamers that will enjoy this game and uh, and it will become their game. I mean, the world is big enough for, for all of us. <laughs> the second important news uh, story, and that's a bit older, uh, is, of course, the launch after many, many years. It's the first time uh, since... Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked that up. But uh, the launch of a new book by J.R.R. Tolkien. And this book is called The Children of Hurin. And uh, uh, The Children of Hurin was, of course, not entirely finished by uh, Tolkien because Tolkien is already dead. But his son, Christopher Tolkien, finished the book. And he used a lot of the material that was written by his father. He worked years and years on it to uh, make it uh, into... uh, 
a complete story. And uh, it's it's now already available in some countries. I think they're still working on uh, the translation in Dutch and, and, and some other languages. So uh, some countries will still have to wait a little bit before they can read it. Uh, but the, again, this new book, just like the game, has been a huge success, which I think is great because it shows that people are still... Uh, digging this world of Tolkien. It's not over. When the last movie was made, um, The Return of the King, many people said, you know, this is the end of the of the Tolkien hype. Uh, people will... Uh, the, 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 the interest in, in, in Middle-earth will dwindle and people will start looking at other, you know, fantasy uh, literature. But the success of both the game and the Children of Hurin, for me, is a sign that, uh, you know, this is not going to go away. It's like Star Wars, like uh, Harry Potter. It's here to stay. It's part of our modern mythology that we all love and, and we love to read and reread all these stories. Now, what's the Children of Hurin about? Uh... It's uh, Tolkien started to write this almost 100 years ago. He uh, began writing this in 1918, so that's 99 years ago. And um, it was one of the books that he wrote, besides The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, uh, more as background material. Um, and the story uh, takes place long before the events in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. It uh, deals with a hero of the First Age, um, Hurin of the race of man who is cursed by the dark lord uh, Morgoth and uh, the story tells uh, about the effect that this curse has on his children Turin, Turambar and Nienor. Uh, I might be butchering these names. <laughs> Again, I'm not an expert in the Lord of the Rings uh, uh, mythology so uh, and, and, and I'm Dutch so we're already butchering a lot of stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, according to Wikipedia, the children of Hurin takes the reader back to a time long before the Lord of the Rings in an area of Middle-earth that was to be drowned before hobbits appeared. And when the great enemy was still the fallen Vala, Morgoth and Sauron, was not the big eye that we know from the movies, but he was only uh, Morgoth lieutenant. So he was just a dark lord uh, uh, as an apprentice. He was still learning um, the uh, the craft, as it were. This heroic romance is the tale of the man Hurin, who is who dared to defy Morgoth's force of evil and his family tragic destiny as it follows his son Turin to Rambar's travels through the lost world of Beleriand. Anyway... Um, uh, th there are some spoiler details in uh, the Wikipedia entry. I won't go uh, and read you that. I, I want to explore the book for myself. Uh, and we'll certainly get back to this. If there are listeners who have already read this book, I'd love to hear a review about this. You know, no spoilers, of course, but I'd love to hear what you think. And uh, later on in this episode, I will uh, talk about ways that you can reach me and that you can share your knowledge. So that was the uh, news for today. Now, what I propose to do for the rest of this podcast is actually something um, <laughs> something cool, something that you can only do, I think, in a podcast, and that is we are going to visit Middle Earth. I will, do, I will take you on a sound-seeing tour of areas in the Lord of the Rings online game, and, we, and since this is an immersive game, we will just walk around and we will talk about what we see and I will try to describe it for you. And of course, for non-gamers, this can give them an idea what this world look like, looks like. And if you are a gamer, uh, you, you will recognize the places that we visit. And um, so uh, with uh, no further ado, we will go launch the game and we will just walk around there. And uh, hopefully we will be able to... Uh, 
share some of the knowledge. Now, I have to try to keep my show notes open at the same time because I made some some notes before I started this recording so that I can actually tell you something about uh, the place that we are going to visit today, and that is Archit. And you can already hear the sounds of the game in the background. Um, Let me see if I can up the volume just a tiny little bit more. So I am currently walking around outside the town of Archit. I'm standing in this uh, circle that is formed by uh, white stones. This is where you start when you got killed. And I got killed in the, la- the last time that I played this game. And in the distance, I can see on my left side, I can see uh, uh, hills. I can't climb them, they're too, uh, too high. On my right side, there is uh, a bit of a valley uh, with some, some hills and slopes. I can see some runes. When I look backwards, I can see some runes in the distance. Uh, that might be an old castle or something like that. And uh, a little bit of water also in the distance. But today we are going first to uh, the city of Archit or the town of Archit. And there is a, a big fence that I'm walking towards now. A big wooden fence uh, that is defending the town. And there are two guards standing there. I can see some people walking around here and some of them are computer generated and some of them are actually players that are playing this game in some other part of the world. And I can see them, of course, and interact with them. That's the fun of these uh, interactive games. Uh, by the way, it's a, it's a nice day. It's uh, a bit it's partially cloudy. There's some trees. I can hear the birds. I'm now entering past the guards and I'm now in the city itself, in the town itself. See some old houses, some trees, people walking around, and uh, there are some uh, computer-generated characters talking with each other. Here's a stable with a horse, and I'm now walking to the left side, uh, where there's a little square here. And many people are gathering in this uh, part of Archit, and uh, here is where you can buy weapons. You can buy. Um, clothes and uh, shields and everything. How may I help you today? This is Mildred and Mildred is a medium armor smith and you can buy a a helmet here, boots, gauntlets, gloves, jacket, uh, things that can defend you. And of course you have to pay for that and in order to pay you have to uh, first uh, shoot some boars outside and sell them and then that will make you some money in order to buy uh, uh, these um, these clothes. Now here's a, a, a very small guy. This is a hobbit. And he also Hello. has... Hello. His name is um, Hodor Thornberry. And he's a weapon trader. And he sells uh, clubs, axes, uh, hatchets, swords, sword, sword, uh, daggers. And uh, But I already bought some, uh, some weapons in the past, so I don't need that first. Now some other guys that are standing here are very interesting <clears throat> because they can teach you how to become... Uh, better at what you actually are and um, I I am of the race of man at the start of the game you can choose between uh, the race of the dwarves you can only be a a male dwarf by the way there there are no female dwarves as far as I know at least not in this uh, online game and um, you can choose to become an elf you can be a a human and you can be a hobbit Uh, but I chose to be uh, Rohedric I'm, I'm a man 
and within the race of man you can choose different um, state of beings so you, you can become a I think a burglar you can become a, a captain a champion um, some guy who makes music or something I don't I forgot about all those classes but you can choose a class and I uh, I am a champion and if you are um, here in in some of these villages uh, and, and you want to get better at uh, what you are uh, you can talk to one of these trainers and here's a guy with blonde hair and a beard and he is uh, he's called Aldret Cartwright what do you need and he tells me what do you need well I want to learn a bit more uh, and uh, as if you progress in the, make progress in the game you get to higher levels I'm, I'm now at level 9 and uh, whenever you change to a new level and you can do that by completing tasks um, you can um, you can learn new stuff <laughs> to do uh, you've got active skills and passive skills and I can see that since I'm on level 9 now um, I can uh, uh, learn the exchange of blows <laughs> which you need in uh, in combat and this trainer can help me train that so I will click on this on this new skill and I will click train and there you go it cost me one silver coin and 28 copper coins and I have now learned how to do that and I, I can add that to my defenses and uh, to my attacks uh, and that will make me stronger whenever I'm in combat uh, there are a lot of other players walking around here and they are learning other stuff. Um, some of them learn how to make music. There is an online interactive kind of music thing that is integrated in this game. Sometimes you come across people that are just jamming around there. And in this village, um, some of the people have golden rings hovering on top of their heads. And if you click them, they will ask you to join on a quest you get a mission and if you accomplish that mission you get points or you get rewards and uh, that will actually help you uh, to get uh, to higher levels in the game now I I can walk around here there's you know it's a very small town there's a there's a, a jail here and uh, some um, an inn also that you can visit but I'm walking outside again because I want to show you a bit of the surroundings of Archit so I'm now in the valley and I'm going to check out this these ruins that are there in the distance. And, uh... Oh, wait a second. Oh. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm being attacked. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> I'm getting attacked by a wolf. And I am now... Killing the wolf. This is a very mean guy and I can you know whenever you uh, kill a, a beast like that you can loot it and um, y y this time I, I got a wolf's paw whatever it will give me a few copper coins if I sell that in one of the villages by the game th uh, by the by, <laughs> by the way this game is absolutely stunning graphically I am not playing this on a very strong computer um, it's just a dual core thingy uh, and I use integrated graphics it's on the motherboard so it's not a very powerful computer but still the game looks absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful and uh, so I'm here at the runes I'm climbing up the stairs here this is called Brown's Folly and I, I can hear that there are some more wolves here and uh, so this might be a bit a dangerous place although I'm not really scared for wolves I'm strong enough to beat them. 
What I'm more concerned about is some of these brigands that are uh, walking around here in the neighborhood. And, and, and I think now it's, it might be interesting to talk a bit about the inspiration for this game while I'm walking away from the runes, and I'm now walking towards the hills in the distance. They're almost mountains. Um, if you read the Lord of the Rings uh, f- first book, The Fellowship of the Ring, um, you come across several of these uh, of these uh, places that are that you encounter in the game. Um, and here is a p- part of Chapter Nine in The Fellowship of the Ring. Hold on. Oh, excuse me. That's uh, that's my fault. Stop this. <laughs> ah, excuse me for that. Uh, <laughs> It's, I, I'm recording this with Cast Blaster, and I'm also recording my daily show. I've got a daily breakfast show, which is called The Daily Breakfast at dailybreakfast.com. And I usually have a, like a, a final song that plays on automatic timer so that I don't go on for, for hours and hours, and that started to play. <laughs> I forgot to cancel that, so sorry about that. Um, so yes, in Chapter 9 of The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Tolkien is talking about uh, Breeland, which is where I am currently, and uh, a, a lot of the the, the towns that, that he mentions in the book uh, are also in this game, and that was that's what making this game for me so fun. Um, so in, in chapter nine, you read Bree was the chief village of the Breeland. I'm I'm not in Bree right now. We were in Archit, uh, but Breeland is a small inhabited region, like an island in the empty lands roundabout. Besides Bree itself, there was Staddle on the other side of the hill, Combe in a deep valley a little further eastward. We might visit Combe in the, the uh, next episode of this podcast. And of course, you've got Archit on the edge of the Chetwood. And Chetwood are also woods that we might visit. Lying round Bree Hill and the villages was a small country of fields and tamed woodland only a few miles broad. Now, when the hobbits leave with Strider or Aragorn, um, they talk to each other about this region and they say most of the inhabitants of Bree and Staddle and many even from Combe and Archid were crowded in the road to see the travelers, travelers start their journey. Uh, and they uh, first um, they, they start to travel uh, from uh, the Prancing Pony in the direction of Archid. So they are actually walking exactly where I am walking right now. And uh, they go uh, eastward and then north and uh, they pass uh, Staddle, and then they go through the hills towards Archit, but they leave Archit on their left ah! side. Oh, gosh. Why am I talking? I'm, again, I'm attacked by a wolf. Sorry, guys. I gotta beat, beat this guy very quickly here. This wolf is a bit stronger than the previous one. Okay, it's killed. Um, it's kind of hard to do multitasking in this game. I'm sorry. Because I'm talking about what I see and at the same time uh, I'm being attacked. <laughs> anyway, so they go north and they pass Archit on the left. And the funny thing is that in the uh, uh, Fellowship of the Ring book, they also talk about these brigands that, that walk around and uh, are uh, making this region a bit uh, dangerous. You know what? I'm not going to walk towards the bridge in the distance. I'm going to swim. So I'm now swimming over a a river here. Because I want to walk towards the place where these brigands are uh, living. And uh, let's see. In chapter 17, Frodo and his friends here in the Prancing Pony, um, 
that uh, there are robbers that live outside, hiding in the woods beyond Archid and out in the wilds north away. It's like a bit of the bad old time tales tell off, I say. It isn't safe on the road and nobody goes far and folk lock up early. We have to keep watchers all around the fence and put a lot of men on the gates at night. And the reason is not just these wolves, but also the people... I'm, I'm here at, uh, again. Uh, I'm being attacked by another wolf here. But I'm standing in front of uh, some runes. And this is the hiding place for many of these brigands. Okay, the wolf is dead. Let's see if anyone is home. I'm now entering a gate. Oh yes, here are some, some guys. And I'm now attacked by a, a black wolf. Uh, brigand. And he's attacking me with a big hammer. Okay, and they're not very strong. So I can, I can kill them pretty easily. And uh, But they, they have been... Um, threatening the people in the in the villi village of Archit and some of the, of the other towns they've also stolen a lot of uh, of goods and and one of the missions is to go and and uh, try to get that uh, stuff back that belongs to the people of Archit so you know uh, i think we'll, we'll quit it here uh, let me leave the game here before i get killed when I'm talking to you, so I'm exiting the game. Um, <laughs> so that was our little first uh, uh, tour of uh, of this very very small portion of uh, of Middle Earth. Uh, we will uh, visit revisit this place in, in newer episodes. But as you can see, um, the, the the game has ha they, they, the the creators of this game have gone uh, a long way to recreate uh, all the little towns that are mentioned and some are, are just mentioned in one phrase in, in these books but uh, here you can really walk around here you can you can visit the Shire uh, and and the further you get the more you get to see of Middle Earth of course and it's a very varied, uh, varied uh, place well, uh, I think it's uh, time to kind of wrap up this, uh, this podcast but first I want to take a look at the email and the news Thank you. We don't want any more visitors, well-wishers, or distant relations. And what about very old friends? Okay, old friends are always welcome. New friends as well. If you've got something that you want to share with all the other listeners, feel free to uh, to reach me by email. And the email is very simple for you to remember. It's Lord of the Rings at sqpn.com so it's lord of the rings at sqpn.com and sqpn stands for starquest production network uh, if that's a bit too long for you to type uh, there's also another email address that you can use and that is lotr at sqpn.com so it's lord of the rings or lotr at sqpn.com um, here is a little bit of, of feedback from um, people that i talked about uh, about this podcast that i was about to launch and uh, this is from Jeff. He writes, I would love the Secrets of the Lord of the Rings podcast, as would many other people. I greatly enjoyed the Harry Potter series, and Lord of the Rings would be a perfect subject. You might be interested to know that J.R.R. Tolkien called the Lord of the Rings a fundamentally religious and Catholic work. Unconsciously so at first, but consciously in the revision. That is Tolkien himself who said that. Uh, Jeff writes, while he did not write allegory, uh, certainly, many elements of the Catholic faith can be found in his world, in his work. Um, 
And I think that's true. I think the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a very Catholic uh, book. And, and, and I think that's a very interesting topic for one of the future episodes of this podcast. We will, um, uh, you know, examine this a bit further. You know, what is exactly Catholic about this world of Middle Earth? And what is the difference uh, with other writers like, um, uh, like Lewis, who wrote the, the, the Chronicles of Narnia? Uh, there is a, those two writers were, were big friends. Uh, they were both religious. Tolkien was Catholic, and um, uh, Lewis wasn't Catholic, but almost. And uh, but they had a very different approach uh, in, in, in as far as uh, integrating religious themes in in literature. And Tolkien had had his own philosophy on that, his own take on that. And I think that that really is interesting material for another podcast. Mike writes, Father Roderick, thanks for uh, for this idea of starting a Lord of the Rings podcast. Um, just an idea. When you dive into the Lord of the Rings game, would it be possible to make a little sound seeing tour or maybe some video recordings of what you see and experience? I guess that just by cruising around this world, uh, that would create great content for your shows. Well, <laughs> Mike, thanks for the idea. That's exactly what we've been doing in this podcast. I got the idea from you and uh, I hope it works. I hope you enjoy these uh, sound seeing tours in, uh, in Middle Earth. And then Stan wrote, since I'm a big Lord of the Ring fan, uh, it would also be. I would also be extremely happy uh, if there could be some form of virtual sound seeing, um, and get a glimpse of your adventures in this virtual world. Well, that's uh, the feedback that I've received until now. Um, you can also not only send me um, written email, but you can also send MP3 files or WAV files uh, so that I can play it on a show. So send me some voice feedback. That's making this podcast even more interesting, I think. And, uh, of course, you can send f- sound files, sound clips through email, but you can also call a special telephone number that I've created ex- especially for this. It's a number in the United States, so you might uh, have to... Uh, uh, do an international phone call in order to um, to call in, but you can leave a message on the automatic automatic uh, answering machine there, and that makes it really really easy for me to play it on the show. The number is plus one for the for the United States, so you might have to add an international access code. So it's plus one, and then two o six two o two four four five five. So that's very simple. Uh, plus one two o six. 2024455 and you can also find this number on the website at www.sqpn.com it's on, in the left hand column uh, so let me know what you think about this podcast and 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 tell us uh, give us your feedback uh, and and send your your questions or anything that you want me to play on the show well that uh, kind of wraps it up for this episode this very first episode of the secrets of the lord of the rings it was a bit long almost 40 minutes But uh, I still have to get the hang of this, so uh, I hope you still enjoyed it. And uh, this is the end music of the podcast, and we will hear Bilbo saying goodbye. And I say goodbye as well. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. I bid you all a very fond farewell. Stay subscribed. SQPN, the best in Catholic podcasting.